Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome to The Ralph Report, a brand new show for a brand new day. It's a Tuesday. And the date, December 12th. The year is 2023. That's the year of Larry. Fun in Puxatawney, Phil. For your information, Hairdo, there is a major network interested in me. Yeah, that would be the home shopping network. <laughs> Thanks, Larry. Go wait in the van, will you? <laughs> what? I, of all the Larrys, I never thought we'd get to this Larry. Larry the cameraman. I never thought we'd get all hell Larry the cameraman. From Groundhog Day. I never thought we'd get to this Larry. Played, of course, by the great Chris Elliott. Yes. In that film, and he's terrific in it. He is. He's Larry the cameraman. <laughs> one more to go. Next week, we got one more Larry. I thought this would have been the last Larry. And then we're free. We're wow. free from Larry. And comes the dick. It is right. <laughs> to give Larry the cameraman thanks and praise, just like it's right for you guys to be joining us here today on The Ralph Report. Let's get the introductions out of the way. I'm your old podcast pal. My name's Ralph Garman. And sitting here in the Batcave with me, is the Rear Admiral himself, <laughs> Sheriff of Ghost Town, the Mayor of Myrtle Beach, victim of vandalism, uh, the Dill Pickle, he's Nipsey Muscle, he's... Holy God, holy God. Zeddy Pence. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Woo! Yo-ho, Eddie. We're back, boys and girls, with a brand new show after uh, taking yesterday off, of course, but we didn't leave you in the lurch. We gave you the video and audio from Santa's Swinging Sack, our big event that we had over the weekend, and uh, that was a little surprise for you guys because I just wanted to give you a little... Christmas president. I figured many of you would probably want to check it out, and people seemed to really dig it. They did. They did. So I'm glad that uh, you guys uh, enjoyed that. Did you have a good time on Sunday? I had a blast. It was a great show. It's always fun. So much fun. You were awesome. Oh, thanks. People watching it saying, Eddie killed me. He cracked <laughs> me up. We had a good lineup of comics, I'll tell you. It was very, that might have been our best lineup of comedians. I think so. The great Brad Williams, Kira Sultanovich once again. Yeah. And then we had Carolyn Hennessy singing and myself and Teddy Town and the orchestra. It was a good time. Everybody really enjoyed themselves. So uh, there you go. If you haven't checked it out yet, I recommend you either watch the video or listen to the, the audio version. Thanks to all the Garmy members who came out. Yeah. We were uh, knee-deep in Garmy. <laughs> My favorite part of the night was hanging out with everybody afterwards. Yeah, it was great yeah. to see uh, Mike Bona, our favorite zookeeper yeah. from the LA Zoo. He made it. Phil fucking Feta was there. The Coulters. <laughs> Jody was there from Huntington Beach. Yeah. Uh, a lot All of, the usual suspects. A lot of our uh, our most stalwart members of the Garmy yeah. showed up. So thanks, a special thanks to them for being here. 
We have a hell of a show lined up for you today. Because on the counter, you want to know why? And again, I'm sorry if my voice is a little froggy, but uh, I fried it over the weekend. Because uh, we did the um, did the show on Sunday, and then Saturday night, the night before that, was Seth MacFarlane's big Christmas oh. party that he has every oh, year. Oh, that sounds like fun. It was a blast, and it always is. It's one of my. It's one of the highlights of the holiday season for me is to see how Seth. What was the theme? Goes all out for his theme? Christmas party this year. It was um, Chateau Claus. Okay. And the whole thing was like a big ski chalet. Oh, nice. And it was uh, Santa greeted you when you arrived in a, like a full ski outfit. Sure. And um, then on the inside, it all looked like sort of a Swiss chalet style. And they had different booths for uh, cigars and whiskey. And uh, there was God. a cheese tasting. And there was a wine tasting. And there was a full lineup of grub. And an 80-piece orchestra, Jesus. and Seth got up and performed, and Scotty Grimes came up and sang some songs. It was just a blast. And I was hanging out with uh, Seth Green and Patrick Warburton, my pals from Family Guy, and we just had a blast. But you know how it is when you're at a party, and it's super loud, yeah. and all night long you're talking to people like this, <laughs> and you don't realize how straining, how much you're straining your voice. Yeah. So I woke up Sunday, the day of uh, Santa Swing and Sack, our show, and I was like, I, I, I have to sing tonight. I think I'm in trouble. So I'm like sitting in the shower for an hour, just steaming my vocal cords and drinking tea and everything, but managed to uh, rally by the end of the night. But now I'm just like, yeah, I'm way down here, <laughs> which is kind of hot. It's super hot. Yeah, it is. I'm erect. Yeah, you are. Mm. To all you erect penises out there. This one's going out to you. Could have had a career in radio if I had these pipes. All right. Um, hell of a show. Did I mention that? Because on the counter, you want to know why. All right. Don't get impatient, okay. sir. Jesus. It's a Tuesday. That means we got a great lineup of things waiting for you. TV Tunes Tuesday. Another musical selection from a classic holiday television special. It's a tongue twister Tuesday as well. Mm. This one, I'm I'm very very frightened. Uh, this one, if you're if you're worried about it, I'm really worried about just it. reading it. I had a hard time reading oh, it in my brain, making good. it making it work. Not good. Uh, what else we got? Um, entertainment news, of sure. Course. Phone call, right? All kinds of good stuff. So stick around for the next hour and change. I think you're going to enjoy yourself. Uh, before we get into the show itself. I want to thank everyone. I got some breaking news. Oh. Breaking news <laughs> about the number five bus. <laughs> Thanks to everyone who enjoyed our dissection of uh, Daddy's Not Coming Home or whatever the fuck that song was called about the guy in the bus wreck. And now people have taken it upon themselves to start sending me the worst Christmas song. Really? They can find. There's worse yes. than that? I don't know. There I guess, can't be. I guess it depends on your taste. Mm. We did the Christmas shoes. Which was bad. Which was bad. Then we did uh, Daddy's Not Coming Home because of the wreckage or whatever that was called. Old Fashioned Christmas, I think it's called. That's called Old Fashioned. Yeah, it's called an Old Fashioned Christmas. And uh, this one came from Matt Hobson. He is from uh. Stockton on Tees in the UK. Okay. It's a very British sounding place. Thank you, Matt, for sending this in. Holy shit, nothing like getting into the Christmas spirit with Christmas shoes and daddy's home. I thought I'd share another song in that vein that I discovered a few years ago. Merry fucking Christmas. He's called this his unmerry Christmas song. Okay. 
So Matt, thank you so much for suggesting this one. I too have never heard of this. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad I'm get, I'll be able to introduce it to the Garmy. I wanna just uh, share it with you. It comes from one of the most annoying singer-songwriters of all time, John Denver. I hate John like Denver. Johnny. I hate John Denver. I like John Denver. You do. Queen J likes him. Like she doesn't John understand Denver. my... I don't get your hatred. My hatred I of don't. John Denver. Annoying voice. No. Sappy, stupid songs. He was so good with the Muppets. Fine. He can be with the Muppets. The Muppets <laughs> make everybody good. But take the Muppets away, and you know what you're stuck with? <laughs> Fucking John Denver. I like John Denver. Sunshine on not my all. shoulders. Not all John Denver. Make but me I like spanky. A lot of John Denver. Whatever the fuck it was. Makes you spanky? Yeah. Just, just, ah. the, he's the worst. <laughs> I'm leaving on a jet plane. I wish you would. Well, actually, he, he did, did leave us in he a did. plane, didn't he? Wow. Wow. Anyway, he's awful. He's the worst. He's not. And he had his 10th his studio album. I can't believe they let him make 10 albums. Oh my God. His 10th one was called Rocky Mountain Christmas. Now, obviously, I've never heard this because I avoid John Denver like sure, the plague. I would imagine. This is his big, uh, big hit off that Christmas album released in 1975. We're going to get more into it. I'm not going to give you the title, though. I just want you to listen to the opening lyrics because that is the title. This is really, this will make you feel good for Christmas, Eddie. Okay, okay. This is going to warm the cockles of your heart <laughs> and the hartles of your cock. You're going to listen to this and you're going to say, yeah, mm. now, now. Now it's Christmas time. This is the reason for the season right here. Here's a little, the opening lines okay. of John Denver's Christmas song. Please, Daddy, don't get drunk this Christmas. <laughs> I don't want to see my mama cry. Please, Daddy, don't get drunk this Christmas. I don't want to see my mama cry. The song is called Please Daddy Don't Get Drunk This Christmas. <laughs> I mean it shouldn't be on it shouldn't be on a Christmas album. It shouldn't be anywhere ever. He's trying to tell us something. There's no, there's no He's, need to He had a rough childhood. Fine. Don't put that in song. <laughs> Save that for your therapist's couch. We don't need your complaints about <laughs> daddy drinking at Christmas. <sighs> This is not a Christmas song. No, Who it's would not. listen to this? That's not a Christmas song. That shouldn't be played at Christmas parties. Here, here he is uh, from the first person, little Johnny Denver, <laughs> talking about the hell, hellscape <laughs> that is Christmas at his house, apparently. Just last year when I was only seven, now I'm almost eight, as you can see. You came home a quarter past eleven and fell down underneath our Christmas tree. For fuck's sake. <laughs> Come on. And first of all, the math is even wrong. What? what? If he was seven yeah. last year at Christmas, sure. how can he be almost eight? At this Christmas. If he had turned seven by Christmas by last Christmas. year, he absolutely would have had to turn eight by Christmas this year. Well, I mean, if you're talking, it could be a matter of hours before his birthday. <laughs> it could be, you could be splitting hairs here. I'm almost eight, as you can see. What is he wearing? A t-shirt that says Maybe. almost eight on Maybe. it? Maybe. Maybe he's got, I can't wait to be eight. T-shirt on. Fuck this song. <laughs> well, at least, let's just thank God that his dad wasn't a molester. 
Because oh, yeah. that song would have been amazing. I don't know if we know or not. Listen, <laughs> the old man goes out, has a couple wow. pops, comes home in a good mood. He's got to put up with this fucking well, kid. He shouldn't pass out under the tree. He didn't pass out. He fell underneath the tree. <laughs> Maybe continue to lay there. I'm thinking this kid probably left his skates out or something, and Dad probably tripped don't on. Don't blame him. little Johnny. Denver it's for his this. fault. It's not his it's fault. His fault. Here's uh, more of their of their dysfunctional oh. family Christmas. Mama smiled, looked outside the window. She told me, son, you better go upstairs. Well, then you laughed and hollered, Merry Christmas. I turned around. I saw my mama's tears. For fuck's sake. <laughs> it shouldn't be a Christmas song. The guy's in a good mood. He laughs. He yells Merry Christmas. He's bringing the spirit. Everyone else seems to have a stick up their ass. Mama's staring out the window. Yeah. She starts crying. Why? Because her husband's enjoying himself for once. Wow. Maybe, maybe he's, he's not. He's maybe not, he's bringing a woman home. She's not nagging him the way she always does. Wow, forces him to go blaming, down the you're street blaming to the bar. Everyone else here. I'm blaming him. I'm blaming the kid. Wow. You're the reason Daddy drinks, kid. That's why. That's why he can't stand to be sober. I I don't know what to say. Worst kid ever. It's not. Just doesn't want his daddy to drink. And probably. Please. Daddy, don't get drunk this Christmas. I don't want to see my mama cry. Please, Daddy, don't get drunk this Christmas. I don't want to see my mama cry. Oh, my God. I feel like we're missing some vital information. In the story. Initially, when I heard the opening refrain, I was like, okay, this is going to be a parody. This is going to be sort of like a grandma got run over by a reindeer Roy style. Ste- was it Roy Stevens? Or Ray, Ray Stevens. Ray Stevens. Like a comedy song. We're like, daddy, don't get drunk at Christmas. And then it's like, you put your fingers in the toaster or something. I was hoping <laughs> there'd be some sort of comic payoff. But no, it's just this kid just bitching and moaning. Well, it's, like I said, I think there's some missing information here. That Not. There's some, there's, Daddy's done something when he's drunk to well, make mommy cry. That's the song basically in its entirety. Okay. That's all we get. I'm just saying, John needs to fill us in a little more. I'm saying, if you're making a Christmas album, maybe don't put that track on. Yeah, I mean. To, maybe. to raise people's spirits at the holiday season. What's he fucking thinking? I, I guess he didn't want other people to feel alone that are having the same shitty Christmas holiday season that apparently he had when he was nearly eight years well, old. Well, then don't trigger it with some song about daddy <laughs> sleeping under the tree. <laughs> I hate John Denver so much. <laughs> so there you go. Today's unmerry Christmas song. Mm. Ugh. Still not as bad as the bus song. No, I don't think anything will ever touch the, the bus, bus song. The bus song is the worst song. It's... uh. But, but he does come home at the end. It doesn't have a happy ending. This one doesn't even have a happy ending. Well, have it. well it just, kid just goes upstairs and mom is crying, and that's the end of the song. But there's been a horrible tragedy where countless people have lost their lives. Well, in the other song. But daddy's home. But okay. a number five bus has slid <laughs> into a group of nuns. <laughs> just saying. This song could have had. Well, Dad sobered up by New Year's and said he was sorry for what he'd done and took Mama out for an expensive dinner. 
Then he came home, gave me my own gun. Something like that. Yeah, but then you know the whole cycle is going to repeat itself. Well, it's going to. Because that's what happens. Horrible. Horrible. All right. You want to hear grown men cry? Sure. Wait till we try today's tongue twister. Are you ready, steady, Eddie? Because there's going to be so many words you cannot say over, over, and again. So take a breath, prepare yourself the best you possibly can be. For Tiddly Tongue Twister Tuesday. Tony Cahill in Orange County, down in Orange County, uh, sent this in, another holiday-themed tongue twister to test us on this Tuesday. Okay. You ready for it? Yeah. Six words. Wow, that's longer than usual. That's too long for a tongue twister. Wait till you hear the words. Santa's sleigh slides on slick snow. No, 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 no. Snow. Santa's sleigh slides on slick snow. I can't. It's I'm already tapping out. It's not gonna be too long. It's not gonna be easy, but we have to do it. We're under obligation contractual obligation don't agree with this to do this tongue twister too long. i'll go first All right. three times in a row speed is of the essence here we go uh-huh. santa slay slides on the mm. there's no the in there i added a word yeah because that would make it get rid of all the s's exactly give you a break santa slay santa slay slides on slick snow santa you can't you can barely do it once don't underestimate me. Santa sleigh slides on slick snow. Santa sleigh slides on slick snow. Slanta slash. Oh. Santa sleigh slides on slick snow. Santa sleigh slides on slick snow. Santa sleigh slides on six. There you go. You got it. You. No, you got it. You tripped me up. No, I didn't. You had it. You got it. No, I said six snow, I six think. Six snow, slick snow, whatever. Santa says... Santa says what? <laughs> Santa sleigh slides on slick snow. Santa sleigh slides on slick snow. Santa sleigh slides on slick snow. There. There, there we it go. is. That's a it. clean one. Okay. All right, you got to read this one because it's too no, long. Because it's a paragraph. It is a paragraph. Fuck. It's pretty beefy. No. You're going to have to uh, read it. Santa sleigh slides on slick snow. Santa sleigh slides on slick snow. Santa sleigh slides on slick snow. Did you just get that? I think off I the, just got it right off the did bat. I just, did I just do that? You go right to hell. I kind of had an out of body experience. You go right to hell. I can. I hope your daddy comes home drunk this Christmas. I think I slur most of my words anyway, so it was easier for that you. Was, that was supernatural. I think that's how I talk. You were you were possessed. <laughs> I did kind of lose my uh, lose consciousness for a second. Eddie's dead, deaf in one ear, by the way. Yeah, so everyone it's really know weird that as we're moving forward. I was just sitting there at home, and my ear just shut off. <laughs> Can't be. It good. did. It just shut off for like, and it, it's slowly coming back. But for like two hours, I was deaf in one ear. Well, that's uh, there's probably a bug in there, isn't there? Probably so yeah. a cockroach or some probably shit. a snail. A family it's like a whole snail. Fi- family of cockroaches setting up Fuck. housekeeping. Now I'm your, weirded out in your head. Uh, it sounds uh, neurological. I maybe think it is. You should be checked out. Maybe I've pinched something. Yeah. Like a nerve. Or, <laughs> or a loaf. <laughs> maybe I have shit coming out my ear. <laughs> it's going out the wrong hole. <laughs> That's it for today's 
Tongue Twister Tuesday. Tongue Oh, dear Lord. Mm. All right, boys and girls, now it's time to hear from you, the Garmy members near and far. Speaking of which, thanks to everybody who's been sending us Christmas cards and presents yes, and stuff. And thank everything. you very much. Totally unnecessary. So nice, though. But much appreciated. Um, we love to hear from you, whether you're sending us a Christmas card or you're leaving a message on the Ralph Report hotline. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, it's available to you. All you got to do is dial the number, one 833 Hi, Ralph. Then you're on after you hear the beep. Let us know your thoughts, your feelings, your questions, your comments, your Christmas wish list, whatever you want to share with us. We're there for you. I listen to each and every voicemail message, then I grab a handful, and they go here in this segment known as Garmy on the Line. The telephone is ringing. The Garmy's on the line. Ralph's going to play your calls now and see what's on your mind. People still trying to stretch Eddie. They want Eddie to get stretched. Oh, I need to be stretched. Hey, Ralph. Hey, Eddie. Garmi personal trainer, Andrew here. Hey, Eddie, I'd be happy to uh, stretch you. I'll give you the Garmi discount. And no, that does not include a reach around. Um, Ooh, damn it. Damn uh, there's it. only two rules. You cannot wear jeans, yes. but you do have to wear pants. Otherwise, um, yeah. I do that. I do stretching sessions. It's good for people's health, Ralph. Whatever. It's 2023. You don't have to be a sultan in order to uh, invest in some self-care. Mm-hmm. So anyway, let me know, and I'll send you an email. All right. Well, there you go. Yeah, send me an email. Personal trainer Andrew is willing to stretch you. I can find some uh, non-jeans pants. I was thinking that. He said, you have to wear pants, but they can't be jeans. I was like, well, Eddie's out. He's got no. He's got no, no other options. I got, I got some. Actually, uh, I got some uh, uh, a gift from at their last uh, live Ralph report. I got a nice pair of uh, a pajama pants from a beautiful Garmy member. All right, so I have a pair. What what's on the pajama pants? No, they're just like plaid. Oh, it's like just... blue and white, oh. old navy specials. <laughs> right, that's what it looks like. <laughs> they're very comfortable. I've worn them. They're very comfortable. You actually, I have. Worn I put them on the other night. Pants that. Well, I was jeans? doing. I was doing laundry, oh, and you're I had, out of jeans. The jeans were being done, so. That or boxer shorts. Last time I did that, I got attacked by a dog and half eaten. That's right. So I didn't want to do that again. Got to cover your calves. Got to cover these meaty, beefy legs. Well, all right. Well, let's, then you're going to get stretched. I might get stretched. It sounds like a come on to me still, even though he's like, oh, no, it's just, oh, it's all professional. It's like, yeah, Eddie, I'll stretch you. you stretch out that anus. That's right. <laughs> What's your gym called? A uh, gaping sphincter? That's an odd name for a gym, man. bit on the nose. <laughs> hey, you got questions where stuff comes from? Well, I'm the guy to ask. Hey, Ralph. Yo, ho, Eddie. I'll help Queen Jay. And always love to you, crew. It's your boy, Eric, in Kansas City. Hey, man. So, I got a question about where something comes from. You know when someone says, like, color me impressed. Yeah, color me dot, dot, dot. Sure. Whatever, like. Why the fuck do they say color me? Hmm. You know? Like, yeah. where does that come from? Hmm. Thought you might be able to help me with that one. I'll try. <laughs> Love you mean it bad. I think sometimes Eric just loses his own train of thought. I would have liked Eric to try to figure it out on his own and tell us about it. <laughs> color me curious. 
Where does that come from, Color Me? Hmm. Where did it come from? Where did it go? Where did it come from? We want to know. Where did it come from? Say it ain't so. Where did it come from? I'll fucking build well, interesting. I love it when there's like a definitive answer. Some of these are just like, well, they started using it in the 1300s and people yeah. got it wrong and then we're still using it today. This one has a specific source. It is from a song mm -hmm. by Ian and Sylvia Tyson, who were legendary Canadian singers, songwriters. They had a band called Great Speckled Bird. Okay. That released their very first album in 1970. Awful name. Worst name Awful ever. Awful fucking name. And they had a song called Calgary in that. And in the lyrics, well, I'll play them for you, and you can hear where it all got started. Drive me to the airport Cause my baby is waiting Up north in Calgary The ice Color that jet plane going, color me gone. Hmm. And that lyric and that band became uh, very popular in Canada and people started using it as a uh, part of their phraseology. Huh. And then eventually it migrated south and uh, we started using it here in the United States. By the 1990s, so this 1970, by about 1990, the expression was pretty widespread and it showed up in the Urban Dictionary in 2011. And as of now, 2023, people still using it widely online and in wow. other places. So It's not very old at all. Not at all. Hmm. Color me informed <laughs> about where that came from. Eric, great question. I hope that answers it. And that's where it comes from. Where did it come from? Where did it go? Where did it come from? We want to know. Where did it come from? Say it ain't so. Where did it come from? I'll fucking build up. And lastly, we play upbeat music for you each and every episode to make your day a little bit brighter. We call those our happy hits. Now, for the rest of the month, we're doing holiday happy hits. This one's for Ashley. Hi, Ralph and Eddie, and greetings to the future Mrs. Garmin. Ashley from San Diego calling with a holiday happy hit request. I know everybody has that thing they do, that movie they watch, that song they hear, that food they eat that really marks the start of the holiday season. And mine is the Jimmy Eat World cover of Last Christmas. And I know that song's been covered a billion times and we could probably do a week of just Last Christmas covers. But I just find this one to be so festive and cheerful and just different enough and really just an enjoyable song. So I hope you all like it too. Hope everyone's doing well. I love you. Mean it. Bye. Thank you, Ashley. You know, she's right. I can't think of a modern Christmas song that has been covered more than Wham's Last Christmas. Oh, yeah. That, there's a billion versions of that out. But she's right. This one from Jimmy Eat World is really fun. They uh, pick it up. They pick up the pace a little bit. It really sort of drives it. It's a good tune. Here's today's happy hit.
groovy. Yeah, I like it. Thank you, Ashley, for the suggestion. Thanks to everybody who called in today. You, too, can be featured in the Garmy on the Line segment. But you got to call me. Hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, why not subscribe to The Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday. For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter, and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash The Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. All right, now it's time to take a gander over at the giant calendar that hangs here on the Batcave wall. The reason it's so big, Eddie, mm-hmm. is because every day of the calendar is associated with a multitude of holidays. You can't sure. fit them all onto a small calendar. No, you need a big one. You need a big one. We break them down for you because we don't think all of them deserve equal praise and celebration into holidays or holidays. Holiday or holiday, please tell me what we celebrate, Ralph Garman. Yes. What? It is Coral Day. Coral? Coral Day. Like Coral Reef? No. Chorals and choral music. Oh, choral. Choirs. Choir. Singing. Say choir day. The singing. Choral's very confusing. No, it's not at all. It makes me think of Coral Reef. It is one of my favorite kinds of music. Hmm. Not that I sit around listening to a lot of choral music, but especially this time of year, there is something about... People singing together. Yes. Voices joined together in harmony. Sure. That is spellbinding. Right. Don't you find that it's like... You, you you get spiritually affected when you hear voices singing together like that? I find the dying coral reef much more um, oh my disturbing. God. Not C-O-R-A-L-C-H. I find that needs a day. O-R-A-L. More so than people singing together. At this time of year, though, come on. It's all about the choirs. After hearing that, I was like, "Nah, I am not a church guy by right. any stretch of the imagination." Yeah. But I, the, when I did, when I was a it. kid and I used to go to church, yeah. that was always my favorite part no, of any mass. Creepy. No, yeah, it's, it's, not it's creepy. very haunting. It's very haunting sounds. It's moving. It's not it's haunting. Not moving. It moves me and wants me to move out of where I'm at if I hear that. They're not ghosts. Eddie. They're sounds just very people ghostly. singing. Yeah, it's ghostly and haunting. Plus, I was in the choir in Were school. Were you a I was, choir yes, boy? I was in the choir, mm-hmm. not at church, but I was in the choir at school. Oh, okay. But around holiday time, we would do that. We would sure do angels would. sing on high. And I never did that. Glory. No. I'm 
more, the more I hear it, the less I want to hear it. In no. excelsis Deo. Why do you sound like that? Because I'm the bass. Oh, you're the bass guy. I don't like it. Happy Coral Day, everybody. No. Bamp. With the bamp. We're not bamping. Bamp There's no bamp. It's all dings. Oh, dang that. It's also Gingerbread House Day. Oh, yeah. Gingerbread houses are great in theory. But They're when you great to, in practice. When you have to make them, not so much. That's the whole point no. of them. And you know, and no one ever eats the thing. It just sits there and well, rots. It's not, it's not for And then eating. the ants move in. It's not, well, in your house, yes. <laughs> but if you if you keep a clean home, then I you, do do, keep then a clean you don't home. have that problem. I just live in Hollywood in an apartment building. And you leave your candy and there's strewn ants about. Everywhere. I put it in a jar yeah. with a lid. There what was, more am I no supposed lid. to do? There was, there no was lid. definitely a lid. No lid. What more am I supposed to do? Ants aren't coming to your Halloween candy in a jar with yeah, a lid. They are. They're fucking determined ants. Gingerbread houses are a blast to build. We've got one no. at the ready. Do you? This did you week. buy one of the kits or did you make it? No, it's a kit. You're not going to make gingerbread yeah. walls. Make gingerbread. They have the molds. <laughs> they, what you do you seem know? like a guy that's like, I always make my what stuff. Do you, you seem like a guy that would make gingerbread houses. Gingerbread molds. I don't know shit about them because I wouldn't right. make one. Because they're annoying. No, that comes in. You get the walls and then you buy all the. Yeah, but you're not really doing anything. You're just assembling it. Then you're not making the gingerbread house. Like you know what? You're not. You're not making the Lego blocks at home either. You're not putting them in the plastic extruder yeah, to make your own Lego. Blocks. I don't claim to be a Lego maker, but your your kid adores them. He builds them. Sure, and that's what it is. It's the joy of the building. Well, then say you're building a, a fucking gingerbread. I'm building house. a gingerbread. You're not house. making a gingerbread house. Queen Jay and Olivia and I have a date circled this week to okay. sit down and make our gingerbread. Did house. you get one at Trader Joe's? Is that where you get the? Kit I don't from know Trader where Joe's? it came from. Okay. Why don't you know? Jen, where did it come from? Ralph's. Ralph's. We got it at Ralph's. Okay. Best store in the world. Ralph's. <laughs> gingerbread house day. Nah, nah, that one. Nah. You know who uh, created gingerbread? Nah. Armenian monk Gregory of Nicopolis. Gregory of Nicopolis? Yes. Gregory of Nicopolis brought gingerbread to Europe around 1992 AD and taught the French Christians to bake it. And ever since then, gingerbread's been used in religious ceremonies. I like gingerbread cookies, but it's a different type of gingerbread with the houses. It's a little sturdier. I don't believe so. I, I think believe it's so. all the same. I believe it's a little, there's no. a little more molasses or whatever in the uh, gingerbread house. Once again, you know nothing of what you're speaking I of. I think I know this. There's no gingerbread house it's a different, molds and there's no molasses It's a different recipe. recipe. There's a, yeah, there's more molasses in the gingerbread house cookie uh, building than the actual cookie of gingerbread. You're just making stuff I'm up. I'm not. I don't think I am. The national you already binged it. You don't have to bang it twice. I love gingerbread houses. It's also National Dingaling Day. Dingaling Day. Dingaling. Dingaling. Is this another Christmas thing? Sort of. This encourages people to reconnect with people that we don't talk to often enough. Dingaling. Oh, like a phone dingaling. Yes. Give them a ring. Give them a ring and give them a little dingaling. Is that a ring a ding? <laughs> I don't know. We always said ring-a-ding. Did you? Give me a ring-a-ding. Give you a ding-a-ling. Not a ding-a-ling. Well. That's a whole different thing. If you have an old classmate or coworker or neighbor from years ago, just give them a little ding-a-ling. Yeah, you give them a little ding-a-ling when they're passed out, <laughs> lay it on their forehead. <laughs> then you take a picture. It's not. That's not what a ding-a-ling is. <laughs> that's what you did in college. In 1972, Frankie Heil started ding-a-ling day. 
You put an ad in a newspaper and said, you can join the National Ding-A-Ling Club for $1. Sounds sus. And over 900 people sent him a dollar bill. Thinking it was something else. And joined the Ding-A-Ling Club. Absolutely thought it was something else. And on this day, December 12th, every year, they would make a point of calling friends and relatives that they hadn't talked to all year long. This guy scammed everybody out of a dollar? No, he brought them together and created a community. The Ding-A-Ling Club. The Ding-A-Ling Club. They are a bunch of fucking ding a And so they celebrate on this Ding-A-Ling Day. Happy Dingaling Day, everybody. Ring-a-ding. It's also National Poinsettia Day. This is of, all just holiday shit. Well, you know what time of year it is, Eddie? Right, but spread it out. We still have like two weeks to go. Well, I'm sure there's be plenty of holidays for everyone. It's like to go this is around. the fourth one in a row. Jesus, Grinch, just I'm fucking... not Grinch. I'm just saying we got we got 14 more days to go here. 13 more days. Well, spread you need you need to start early with especially with the gingerbread house so you can admire it for two weeks. Before the ants move in. And National Poinsettia Day is the same. You got to have your poinsettias out so you can enjoy them all season long. Yeah, you got a big one out front. We got a big honking poinsettia in the front of our house. You put it in the plastic bag over when when you're done with it and then put it in the closet. And smother it. Isn't that what you're supposed to do? Put it in like a garbage bag and let it live there? Isn't that what you do? I don't think so. How do you protect a poinsettia? Do I don't you put think, it in a garbage bag, cover it up, I don't think stick they, it somewhere? I don't think they live past the I holiday think you do something. season. I think you do. Don't Green give Jay me. Just walked she in doesn't like need to give me that the look. most quizzical You do something with a face. bag and a poinsettia and you cover it. And then you stash it away. I think you throw it out at the know. end of the season. There's I something think, you do with it. I think it dies, You Eddie. do something. Maybe and you put it in your compost heap. I don't, I don't know. You do something with it. <laughs> stick it in a plastic bag. In the closet? In the closet. I think you're thinking about your victims, because that's what you usually do <laughs> when, with a traveling salesman who shows I up at you your door. I think you do something with these things. 16th century Mexico is the connection between the poinsettia plant and the Christmas season. That's where it all started. According to the legend, a girl desperately wanted to celebrate Jesus's birthday. <laughs> okay. What? What's so funny about that? You don't celebrate Christmas. Jesus's birthday. I know, but the no one reason thinks, for the season. No one thinks of it that way. So she was worried that she was so poor that she wouldn't have a gift appropriate to give the Lord Jesus. Well, you know he can't accept it, right? He can accept. No, it. No, he can't. It's going to lay there. So an angel told her to give any oh, gift with egg. love. Jesus. And so on the way to worship Jesus, she gathered weeds from alongside the road, and the young girl placed them in the manger. And then the, miraculously, the weeds bloomed into beautiful red flowers. Oh, so these are all little miracles that are everywhere. And so the poinsettia represents the gift of love that this little girl gave to Jesus. She didn't just accidentally pick a poinsettia on her way and laid it there. <sighs> no, Eddie, they were weeds and, and there was and a then, miracle. And a miracle happened. Yes. In the 1920s, <laughs> a horticulturist named Paul Eck started uh, poinsettia farms here in California. And we're the biggest... Um, Poinsettia creating with his, state with his in, magic dust. You know, no, I believe he took cuttings from uh, Mexico. Oh, from he, the original miracle tree. From the miracle trees, and he made little okay. baby miracles. Right. My God, how do you even celebrate? How do you oh, even I enjoy? Celebrate. Oh, trust me. Happy Poinsettia Day, everybody. All right, you know what we do at this point? We find a food related to a holiday. We run it past Eddie Pence, seeing if it's something he'd be willing to eat, or maybe just stick up his ass, then pull out. Mm. Here's how we do it. We talk about the food, then we pull the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. The reels go round and round, and when they stop, if they line up, jackpot. That means Eddie's eating that food. If they're mismatched, <laughs> he's not going to go for it. Mm. All right. 
Now, this isn't holiday related, although Thank this is God. served Thanks at many little baby Jesus <laughs> at many holiday get-togethers. Sure, sure. This is you'll often find this on the big table of deliciousness. Is it in the dip family? It's not in the dip family. Okay. It's in the dessert family. Okay. Oh, I'm listening. Um, or it could be actually a salad too. Okay, that's those are two opposite things. <laughs> They're those really are two not. opposite things. Today is National Ambrosia Day. National Ambrosia Day. Familiar with Ambrosia, uh, yes. Eddie Pence? I'm, I'm familiar. It comes from down south, so maybe uh, some of your relatives have served ambrosia at your holiday celebrations. Ambrosia, of course, according to Greek mythology, is the nectar of the gods, endowing strength and immortality to those who ate it. Or diabetes. The term itself can mean something especially delectable to mm. taste or to smell, and that's why this dish is called ambrosia. Modern ambrosia is a mixture of pineapple, nuts, cherries, bananas, apples, and then whipped cream or yogurt is used to bind the whole thing together, and it becomes kind of like a citrus fruit sweet salad. Traditionally, in the 1800s, the original recipes called for citrus fruit, but also coconut shavings and sugar. These days, a lot of people leave the coconut out, but the uh, the old guard down south, the true southerners, believe you got you got to make it with the coconut. You mix it all up into a creamy concoction, and then you can serve it, as I mentioned, either as a salad or as a dessert. Ambrosia, the food of the gods, if you will. Is Eddie Pence eating what the gods eat? There's only one way for us to find out. We got to pull that handle. Here we go. One ambrosia, two ambrosia. No. It's so yummy. It's not. And it's so like classic Americana, you, you, too. You lost me at pineapple. Oh, come on. No. It's, Americana. Why is it Americana? Because it's been around it's from forever. the Greek gods. No, the word is from the Greek gods. Whatever. But it's an American dish oh, yeah. that's called ambrosia. And it reminds me of like the 50s and 60s. People I wasn't all, around. People would always have those on the big spreads at holiday time yeah, in the 50s and can, 60s. Yeah. It's like a classic Americana. People smoked indoors too. Dish. So another thing I think we should go back I to. I don't think so. They smoked in planes, I bet in when cars. Daddy came home drunk. Under the Christmas tree, he probably had a, lit on fire. He probably had a, a, a Marlboro going. Good old days. <laughs> no, ambrosia. no ambrosia. Ambrosia is nasty. Right? It's not That's nasty. nasty. Shit, man. It's delicious. No, it's an apples and pineapple. Just oh fucking stop. It's also good. Well, not surprising. Eddie Pence doesn't want a poinsettia. He doesn't want any ambrosia. Ambrosia is not holiday. Yes, he, he doesn't want a gingerbread house. He I do want any of the fun. I'll doesn't, look at. It. I don't want to build it. Because the ants come. <laughs> so many ants. That's it for today's holiday or holiday. All righty, time now to take a look at all the entertainment news with a segment I call the Showbiz Beat. Sad news over the weekend Ryan O'Neill. Uh -huh. Movie star and actor passed away at the age of 82 from cancer. Mm. What a career, especially in the 1970s. This guy was everywhere. Yeah. Became a hit on television first on a TV series called Peyton Place. And then when he moved into films, the smash hit called Love Story in 1972 made him a uh, box office draw, the ultimate leading man. He started with uh, Barbara Streisand in a couple films called What's Up Doc, which is a great film, by the way, if you've never seen it. Um, the main event. He also worked with Peter Bogdanovich a whole bunch, including um, Paper Moon, which he co-starred with his real-life daughter Tatum O'Neill in that film as well. He made Barry Lyndon with Stanley Kubrick. 
uh, talented guy, troubled guy, got into a lot of fights. He was a bit of a carouser and a drinker yeah. and famously had a long relationship with Farrah Fawcett at the end of her life as well. He's passed away at the age of 82. This news story hit home. I don't know if you saw this or not. This article in Rolling Stone magazine, Go-Go's guitarist Jane Wheedlin has come forth and said that she was sexually molested at the age of 15 by Rodney Bingenheimer. Wow, I didn't hear about that. Locally, folks here in Southern California know the name Rodney Bingenheimer because he was a DJ for many years on the radio station KROQ, which yeah. was the radio station that I worked on. Wow. Um, he is currently, I think, working on uh, Sirius XM. But back in the late 60s and early 70s, he had a place called the English Disco on Hollywood, on the Sunset Strip. And that was where everybody gathered. I mean, Bowie would hang out there and Led Zeppelin and Keith Moon and the New York Dolls. And they would often let underage girls into the club. Mm -mm -mm. And apparently, according to stories, I mean, the, this Rolling Stone article has a, a half a dozen women who are telling stories Ugh. about how they were molested it's at awful. this place. And the thing is, when I worked at K-Rock, we had all heard the rumors. Oh, really? that this was his thing, his perversion. Ugh. And nobody ever had any heart, like no one could ever say, yes, someone told me that it happened. Right. It was always just sort of hanging in right. the air. And I ne was never close with the guy because he hated me <laughs> because I did it, an impression of him and I mocked him constantly. <laughs> and he was this, and is this weird, yeah. tiny little creepy dude. You always double take every time you see him. Yeah. You always have like, is that real? Is that a real person? It all just falls together on yeah. so many levels. Yeah, Jane Whedon says, Whedon says she was uh, 15 years old. And um, she said, regarding her burgeoning sexuality, she said she was, you know, she, she was 15. She was starting, she was intrigued by the sexuality of Bowie and these other rock stars. And these girls would hang around the periphery and there was a sexual element to yeah. it because they were attracted to these stars, of right? Of course, yeah. But grown-ass men- Should know better. Shouldn't take advantage of 15-year-old girls. Ugh. And she said, I didn't think this kind of creepy little man was something I would have chosen at the age of 15. Oh, so awful. it's a horrible, horrible story. And I hope he gets everything that's coming to him if this in fact is true. And again, I've only heard the rumors yeah. about what he's gonna do. And lastly, sad news, Cardi B and Offset have uh, no. have split up. Oh. I don't know if you heard this or not. Mm. Uh, how many times now is this uh, Cardi B and Offset on again, know. off again? But she's saying now it's over. Finally. And she has uh, dumped the dead weight in her life. And she's unfollowed him on social media. Uh, well, yeah, that's over then, right? Now she knows it. That now you know business. it's serious. She's single. And she wants to start the new year fresh and open as a single woman. Ooh. So Offset, no longer in her life, according to Cardi B. Insiders say apparently uh, Offset um, said fuck shit and did fuck oh, shit. can't do that. I don't want people like to just keep doing fuck shit, saying fuck shit. So Yeah, you can't do that. can't thing. do that. You can't. It's a killer in a relationship. You start saying fuck shit and doing fuck shit. It's over. It's over. Take a look today's celebrity birthdays. All these stars born on December 12th. Singer Dionne Warwick. 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 Dionne Warwick is 83 years old today. Singer, um, 60s was when she blew up initially. But then do you remember like in the 80s, she had the Dionne Warwick Psychic Network? Oh, yeah. You could see those commercials sure. on television. Yeah. Call my psychics now. It's like, how 
hard up as she for money. And she tore. Everybody did that though in like the 80s, 90s. Yeah. Everybody had a psychic. Philip network. Michael Thomas from uh, Miami oh, Vice amazing. had one. Miss uh, Cleo. Can't forget Miss Cleo. She's best known, however, for her singing. The moment I wake up. Before I put on my makeup, I say a little prayer for you. Actor Bill Nighy, another one of my heroes. Yeah. From uh, Love Actually, around this time of year, we see him in that. Pirates of the Caribbean. Davy Jones. Davy Jones. He is 74. Madchen Amick from Twin Peaks, and My Own Worst Enemy is 53. Singer, percussionist, protege of Prince at one time, Sheila E. turned 66. She wants to be Actor Jennifer Connolly is 53 years old. Do you remember her in uh, Career Opportunities, I think it was? I remember first seeing her in Labyrinth. Yeah, right. She was a right, child actress all, yeah. in that. But when she sort of grew up, yeah. she was in a, a movie, I think it's called Career Opportunities, with Frank Whaley, where they get locked into a, uh, a Kmart-type store overnight. No, I don't think I've seen that one. And she rides on that, uh, one of those horses that yeah. you put the quarter in and yeah, you ride yeah. on. It and does it for you. I remember ass to ass. What now? Requiem for a Dream. Oh, yeah. The yeah, Insane. Yeah, yeah. Remember that? Yeah. She's so, married to The Vision. Oh, okay. Paul Bettany. Yeah, yeah. Regina Hall's 53 years old today as well. Another talented actor. Singer, guitarist Dickie Betts, one of the founders of the Allman Brothers Band, is 80. Lord, I want Mayim Bialik, host of Jeopardy and also from The Big Bang Theory. And let's not forget, she was also... Uh, Blossom. Blossom. Blossom, right. Yeah. I almost said Punky Brewster, but that's the other one. <laughs> She's 48. Lucas Hedges, very talented actor from Boy Erased in Manchester by the Sea, is 27. And guitarist Eric Schenkman of Spin Doctors is 60. That's it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. And now, because it's Tuesday, it's time to turn on the TV. Here we go. You know what day it is. It's TV Tunes Tuesday. Oh, I like that one. Yeah, he likes that. Mm. It's the most wonderful time of the year, so we are focusing on holiday specials for our TV tunes. This one comes from Dylan Kay. I want to thank you, Dylan, for the suggestion. I love this special. I watch it every year. Came out in 2015 originally on Netflix. It's another fairly recent special with some amazing music in it. It's called A Very Murray Christmas. Have you ever oh, seen yeah, 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 Bill yeah. Murray's comedy yeah. <laughs> holiday special? It's kind of a weird special. Well, it's Bill Murray. Yeah, <laughs> it's from the uh, bizarre mind yeah. of Bill Murray. Directed by his pal Sophia Coppola, who yeah. also directed Lost in Translation, of course. Written by Murray and Mitch Glazer and Sophia Coppola. It's a bizarre ensemble cast that includes Bill, 
George Clooney shows up. Paul Schaefer's the musical director. Amy Poehler is in it. David Johansson, Chris Rock, Jason Schwartzman, Jenny Lewis, Maya Rudolph, Rashida Jones, Miley Cyrus. Man. It's a it's star-studded, but it's sort of a show within a show. The premise is Bill is supposed to do a comedy, a, a variety Christmas show. Mm-hmm. And he's at the Carlisle Hotel in New York. And a vicious snowstorm keeps the celebrity guests from arriving. <laughs> And he can't film the show, right? but he's contractually obligated. He has to do it. And so he starts freaking out, trying to find a way to do it. And he starts talking to people who are at the bar at the hotel and everybody's snowed in. And there's a couple that broke up. They're supposed to be engaged. It's weird. Yeah. But at one point, Bill, who's drinking a lot during the special, passes out. (laughs) And in his imagination we get to see the actual Christmas special that he never gets to shoot uh, playing out in his mind. And that's when George Clooney shows up and becomes his guest host, his (laughs) co-star, and um, Miley Cyrus is in it. And that's where the music really kicks in. The most Murray of all of the numbers, however, it's my favorite. This one is from an old song by a blues guitarist named Albert King. And the song is called Santa Claus Needs Some Loving. So this is Bill Murray singing lead on it, and the vocals you hear backing him up are actually George Clooney. The whole thing takes place in a big white forest of Christmas trees with Paul Schaefer leading the band, leading the band, and Murray is singing draped in a uh, Santa-style cape a la James Brown. Right. And it's just a, a blast of a number. Here it is from a very Murray Christmas. Santa Claus needs some lovin'. kitchen cooking the children all fast asleep it's time for santa claus to make his midnight creep santa claus wants some love and santa claus wants some love and yeah i know there's something real pretty underneath the christmas tree but i ain't had no loving all week it's beginning to worry me because I've been trying to find this old bicycle. I can't seem to find my pliers. I'm halfway watching Mama for that sleepy look in her eyes. Santa Claus wants some love and Santa Claus wants some love and Santa Claus wants some love and Santa Claus wants some love Break it down for me, will you, Paul? Now, holy moly, Alibaba and the 40 Thieves. What size shoe is that anyway? Is that a seven and a half eight? Or is that an eight and a half nine? Could, yeah. Oh, you're awful fine, but I don't think you're mine. You know, there's no place like home for the holidays, and I think I'd like you to take me home, or, or vice versa. I don't want no turkey. I don't care if I get any cake. I just want you to come back here, Mama, before the children wait. Santa Claus wants some love and driving me crazy, Mama. Santa Claus wants some love and yeah. 
Now Christmas is for the children and I want them to be real pleased. Right now, Mama, it's Christmas Eve. Come make your pappy happy, pretty please. Santa Claus wants some loving. I am the king of Christmas. There you go. Bill Murray and George Clooney <laughs> with Santa Claus Wants Some Lovin'. I didn't know Clooney could sing. He's yeah. pretty good in the background Damn. there. If you've never seen the special, as I mentioned, it's on Netflix. You can find it. Uh, I recommend it. It's a good watch every year. And it's today's TV tune. Here we go. You know what day it is. It's TV Tunes Tuesday. On today's like that one yeah you do mm. that's it for today's show kids oh my voice is just yeah, giving out go rest <coughs> excuse me drink some tea I'm just blowing it out put a bag over yourself and hide in the closet just like a poinsettia <laughs> i'm gonna have to do some research for tomorrow's show <laughs> to find out what the fuck you're talking about i don't know what i'm talking so about so much to check into <laughs> the uh, the molds for gingerbread walls the this recipe different, it's a different type of gingerbread more sturdy it's a sturdier uh, gingerbread gingerbread's already sturdy eh. you ever try to bite into an old gingerbread cookie you take a it's, molar out yeah it's different though it's even harder when you're biting into the house trust why trust what about the poinsettia in the bush in the in the, some bag in you the put bag, a, some black bag closet. you put a black bag over it or something it's like it's probably one of those old things like when you have a bloody nose you let a key slide down your back you put a key, what? You slide the a key fuck? down your back, and, it's, and it stops. It stops your nosebleed. It's they believe that man. You're a mad I'm man. Not, I don't personally do it, but I have relatives that think if you have a nosebleed, you take a key, you slide a key and you, down your and back, and you drop it down your back, and it stops your nosebleed. Well, your your family are mental. It's the South. They're mentally it's the South unwell. Try it next time you get a nosebleed. No, drop a key down your I back. won't. I won't do that. <laughs> Because science exists. I don't know. I don't science! Know. Maybe there's some scientific explanation <sighs> for a key down your back that My stops God. nosebleeds. That's it for the show, kids. <laughs> Come on back tomorrow, <laughs> where Eddie will try to be less insane, if that's possible. And you're going to want to be here, because Wednesdays, of course, are a big uh, big day sure. here. On yeah, the, huge on the, day. On the Ralph Report. Huge day. Because every Wednesday, we yeah. have... Wah. 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 Wagyu Wednesday. Wagyu Wednesday. Wagyu Wednesday. Where yes, we yes. Uh, we get a cow mm -hmm. and we massage it with uh, <sighs> beer and sake and we uh, we feed it. And then we fuck it. And, no, and then we then we get the finest choice cuts of Wagyu oh, beef. Wagyu. We strip it and kill it That's here. Right. right. We uh, take it to the abattoir. No, we don't abattoir it. And, uh, and then we, uh, no. we give out uh, steaks to everybody. Oh, so be here for no, Wagyu, wait. Wagyu Wednesday. One hit wonder. Oh, you got that right. Forgot. It's not Wagyu it's Wednesday. Not Wagyu Wednesday at all. Can't put a cow in here. Um, we're gonna pick a song from an artist who is never quite able to reach a level of success again that they once attained. Sure. And we're gonna do, of course, a holiday one hit wonder tomorrow. So come on back. You'll enjoy yourself. We can't enjoy it unless you come here and be with us. Mm. So please take care of yourself. Stay.
good in the hood. Because. Life is life. And we want yours to be long, happy, and healthy. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Until we do, please remember, I love you. I mean it. Bye. Ha ha, so ha, ha, I got it. Ha ha, bye bye. Take a better dance now. Bye, Menon. Fuck off. <laughs>